Folks, welcome back. I hope you are having a happy hump day. I am Maniac, and this is What's Trainwreck Watching. And currently, we are on to the second half of Disney Plus's Loki. And what an episode it was. We're not going to hesitate. We're going to get everybody in here. Let's go. We got, as always, Casali Files and the Micah Man here helping me out. Gentlemen, what an episode. I, I know there was a lot of feedback from last week, but just right out the gate, what an episode four for Loki. Hell yeah. Oh, it was such, such an insane episode. I, I, it's just like every week we've been getting something more and more and just so much Marvel goodness. But this one literally was off the rails. Everything was happening. It was just so crazy. And it left to a point where I, I can't wait till next week. But oh, so much goodness, so much Marvel goodness. I, I'm in love with this show. It is so good. <laughs> I, I don't think I could. I don't know how to follow that up, Casale. That was very passionate about your Loki. Thing. No, I mean it's been it's been amazing. And last week, you know, anybody who was complaining that it was slow or you know they didn't understand last yeah. week's episode, they they didn't let up. They they came right back, <laughs> guns a blazing, and uh, threw a lot at us this episode. But it was great, jam packed with with all sorts of good stuff that I'm sure we're gonna get into uh, later on in the show. And let's do it. It's time to get into it. I would say if last week was the vegetables and the appetizers. This week was the steak and the main, co main course. So we get back into it after a whole episode outside the TVA. We actually spend most of this episode inside the TVA. Uh, instantly we see, uh, you know, again, I think we're pretty much going to have spoilers this whole episode. We're, when you go to the second half of a season, it's kind of hard to just bring in the building action without too much happening. So yeah. you have Loki and Sylvie brought in to the uh, TVA, obviously under capture. They got the, the neck belts on or whatnot. And the first thing that happens is Loki gets put in what's a time cell. You get the little red window, and he is just continuously getting kicked, kneed in the nuts by Seth. So not exactly where we'd want to be. What did you guys think of this whole sequence? Uh, I mean, first it was just great to see Sif again. I mean, even though it wasn't yeah. technically Sif, it was just a time simulation. But, I mean, come on. It was just uh, it was just so interesting. I think that's what one of my favorite things about this show is their interpretation of time and you know what they can do with it but i mean you know jason alexandra like, like that was the wrong name but anytime anytime this she's here it's sif is great sif is great i can't get enough sif underrated 100 percent sif like we were doing overrated underrated for marvel characters sif is probably the most underrated uh, most underused so far. So yeah, like you said, any bit that we can get in there, um, and you can just see the, the the great acting, Jamie Alexander. Pretty sure. There we go. There we go. Jamie Alexander. You weren't far off. You weren't far off. <laughs> no, yeah, Jason. That no shallow hell here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I just I think it was. I mean, it was a great acting performance because every time she just she really looked like she was ready to kill Loki every single time down there. Like oh, that, yeah. you could not replace that that vitriol in her eyes. So yeah, it was it was great to see Sif. Um, remind me of like if you guys have watched Lucifer, the Hell Loops or the Hell whatever they do, Lucifer gets stuck in those sometimes too. Yeah, it was it was an awesome little bit. And Mobius Mobius had to enjoy knowing that Loki oh was God. stuck down there and dealing yeah. with what he was dealing with just a little bit. Uh, no, most definitely. I'm sure Mobius was enjoying it. But that was when this episode started to turn, guys. You started to see the cracks in the TVA armor, and it started with their one of their top warriors so far in this series, 
Hunter B15. Hunter B15 gets back to the TVA and unsaid, something is not right. It's more than just a feeling. And it turns out that the enchanting by Sylvie turned out to show her her past and they go back. And what did you think of this whole sequence? And what did you think about Hunter B15 being the first one to crack amongst the TVA? When we're introduced to her, she is like wheeling and dealing all business, all TVA, all the time, for all time, always. I mean, it was really emotional for me to see Hunter B-15 be the first one to kind of flip here. Well, I think that was the reason. I think she had to be the first one to actually kind of get the sense of, wait, something's different. Something's mm -hmm. going on here. Because, I mean, in the beginning of the show, like, that's just storytelling right there. She was the prominent one. She was the one that had no, like, she wouldn't take anything from Loki, the whole situation. She meant business, and she was there, dedicated to the TVA. So to have her be kind of like, you know, like the light at the end of the tunnel, like, you know, the that something is up, you know, to even convince Mobius, even, I think that was really, that showed, you know, great storytelling right there, because, I mean, you know, she had to be the one, the strong character. Yeah, and we I think we said in even the first episode that we knew something big was coming for her right away and that it's good to see that pay off in the way that it did. Um and it just I I I wonder what it's like like seeing how, you know, she went from such being such a hard ass to immediately being like, "Nah, like I don't believe anything these people are telling me," right? And so I just wonder like imagine if you were just given like all these memories back at once. Like it's I'm surprised that they're even able to function like as like no wonder like People are going oh, any normal stuff. person, like, oh my I, I don't oh, mean yeah. to say this disrespectfully, you'd have, like, a seizure or something. You'd have what uh, what happened to Hodor in, in Game of Thrones. Uh, when, yeah. when you're trying to do those things. You'd be, oh, hold the door! I'm sorry. I had to do it. It still hurts me. Emotionally. It does, yeah. But uh, speaking of other references, uh, we kind of, again, we had the Revenge of the Sith reference. We had this one. And then we had kind of, uh, you know, before we get into the second half of the episode, and super spoilers for episode four, the Nexus event. If you could go anywhere, anytime, where would it be is the question that comes up on the timeline. This is kind of, this is a great question. I mean, would you want to go to the future? Would you want to go to somewhere in the past? Where did you guys land on this classic hypothetical? I don't know. I mean, I would love to go like between like the 70s and 80s or something like that. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big metalhead, so like, even to see like the old classic bands live would be pretty cool, or to see Star Wars like in theaters. I was gonna say for, the for first you, time. I'm surprised well, you're that... not going back to the Fast and the Furious premiere. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, if yeah. I could go back in time, I would go back a week ago to see Fast Nine for the first time, <laughs> but uh, but no, honestly, yeah, I don't, I've always kind of thought about that, Micah. Where would you uh port yourself to through one of those doors if you could? Right now, what's coming into my head is like one of the 90s summer jams in New York City. I just feel like going to like one of those kinds of like big music festivals, like especially back back in the 90s, 80s, around those times would have just been a crazy time. So that's what I'm picking today. I'm feeling feeling like raging out at a festival, apparently. You're talking about, you know, you guys, I wasn't even thinking about it, but Live Aid. You're talking about all the people that perform there oh, and everything. Man. That event, well, yeah. that would be sick to Jeez. go to. What was that, the 80s? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, let's go. let's go to the 80s, and then you get to experience the 90s. It would be great. But speaking of numbers, we're traveling through time here, and Hunter B-15 is completely, you know, throttled. And, but, and all of a sudden, Loki gets through to Mobius. They're talking. They're going back and forth. 
And finally, finally, Mobius and Loki are back on the same page and they're working to, to kind of stop the TVA. Yeah, no, I, I just, I mean, this episode, just having Mobius back, I mean, meant a lot, even that. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure even Mobius would never even think that he would be on Loki's side, even from the beginning of this episode. That's character development right there. Like, that's that's in the works right in front of us. But I think that's just, just to show the whole corruption and everything. I mean, that, you know, that was just such a brain buster right there. Like, to see that, like, they're starting to realize what's going on. Oh, yeah. these variants are, like, real people. Like, all that stuff. It's just, oh, it's, it's so good. And just, like, you could... S- the the conversation with him and Renslayer was so interesting because you could just see yes. like the wheels turning in her just hey. trying like the last little bit of manipulation she had on him right mm-hmm. there was a lot more going into that conversation than oh was God. being said because she's telling her the sacred she literally puts their friendship ahead of the sacred timeline <laughs> like let's do it for our friendship and also the sacred timeline mm-hmm. like she's really trying to play on movies and obviously to be honest, I think that was the biggest clue to him that something was up. It wasn't yeah. necessarily what she was saying. He's a he's you know an, a detective. He he saw right through that, just like he saw right through Loki saying that he didn't have any feelings for Sylvie. Well, and all that talk about like people's relationships and stuff throughout the throughout the episode and everything, like Mobius, whatever he knows or doesn't know, like you can feel that kind of stuff, right? And he probably sitting there and thinking like this Renslayer that I don't even know, I don't even know anything about. Clearly, he figured out. He's like, this is supposed to be like one of my best friends. And he obviously felt like there was a change in that relationship. And then like, really like what kind of friendships are going on at the TVA? Like, there's not like you see people like hanging out in the break room. There's no water cooler that they're like chatting yeah. up about, about sports or at or anything. So I think it just clicked into Mobius that he was like, there's a lot of artificial things going on around here that mm-hmm. I've just accepted without ever he's never been given a muse like Loki exactly to even give him something else to consider yeah i mean because even the manipulation like like you said and, and just the way that that place is how it's set up how it's under rule by the timekeepers and everything like these people like right from the beginning or at least you know i don't know how far it's you know like how far it's been like for most of these people like what they realize but it's just like yeah i mean it's such a your mind is blown when you realize wait a minute like this isn't what we see and it's just yeah and everything that loki has been through in this series from being taken away from 2012 avengers hood from being thrown the tva the being in time cells i think it was all worth it when you saw the smile on loki's face when mobius told him that he could be good that Mm -hmm. it wasn't a predetermined thing that he had to be evil and that was when we had our first real not a twist of the whole thing, but the first changing of allegiances when it became Loki, Sylvie, and when he's on when he's on their side, I'm not calling him Mobius. I'm calling him Moby because all of a sudden <laughs> we are going back, but we enter right back into Judge Arslayer, and she's 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 found out the corrupt plan, Casali. Yeah, I mean, just not even that. Like with Renslayer, even like going to Mobius, like or Moby. Uh, how like yep, you know, Moby, they trust Moby each only. other, you know, and and she she wanted to. I mean, who knows if she wanted to really build a relationship with him or just really keep him under control. But even to see him like with the variants, with the Loki's, it's just like like 
how could you stab me in the back? At least that's probably what she's thinking. But on the other side, it's like, really, like, how could you do this to us? A thousand percent. And that was when we come into the falling action of the episode, or as I like to call it, prune fest. Because out of nowhere, in a situation when you think maybe they'll get separated, interrogated, and maybe Judge Arslayer will figure out something, she gives the order to prune Mobius? Yeah. This is the most outrageous declaration since King Tom and outlawed trial by combat in Game of Thrones. And that's another Game of Thrones reference for you. But just an outrageous thing. All of a sudden, after a whole episode without him, and only four episodes into this six-episode series, Mobius is gone, or so it seems for the moment. It keeps going on, and all of a sudden, for some reason... Now, I'm not trying to be like an ass here, because you know Marvel does a pretty good job of storytelling. But was there any legitimate reason why we're bringing Loki and Sylvie face to face with the timekeepers, like just for like a final like confession? I was kind of confused by that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, first just seeing them, I wanted to even bring that up. Of course, yeah. It looks like it looks like they're in some kind of a freezer, by the way, an old old freezer. They looked intense. I mean the. The characterization that they always do with the creatures and everything, looking back to Guardians and whatnot. The guy with the big beard was just like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know they did. They kind of sound like Wampos or something. But they, I mean, just they look, they look so creepy. And I mean, that's what Loki always wanted. He wanted to go forth to the Timekeepers. So maybe, you know, they just wanted to get his wish done before they terminated him, I guess. I don't know. I was wondering the same thing. Like when they showed up there, they had like four agents with them. It's like, do you really like trust? Like these these two have taken out like a bunch of your teams. <laughs> like I mean, albeit in different circumstances, but like you're just gonna trust that these guys are just gonna like hang out. But it was pretty sus. I mean, we can get into more of, of what with the timekeepers and stuff here now. Um, it was pretty sus that during that whole fight, they kind of just were sitting there. Chilling. That, that's the, no, that was no, the not running thing. away, doing nothing. Nothing, yeah. just not even moving. Um, I thought I thought it was a power play at first by them to be like, well, we're not really in any danger. But clearly, Micah, that was not the case. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, we're in spoiler territory. But who who was it that threw the – It was it was it Sylvie or was it yep, Loki? Sylvie, Sylvie threw the uh, – what was it? A little dagger with the, the dagger on mm-hmm. it? So. Right, at one, right at the middle timekeeper's head, and it comes off, and it's some sort of android, alien – yeah, and even that too. Like when when she took the head off, the other two guys were like, they were shocked. Like they tried to play it off. Like, oh my god, they were, they had, yeah, no idea. I mean, let's face it. If those guys had tried to make it through the scanner at the TVA, they would have got blasted. One hundred percent. So, so it's just the ultimate hypocrisy. Classic. Good for thee, but not for me. But yeah, we get that, and all of a sudden. Just when we're having like kind of the climax of you know this show so far, Sylvie and Loki having an emotional moment, Judge Arslayer just decides there's nothing really left to live for, and she prunes the Loki Loki variant. I was I like, I mean I I was okay with Mobius. I mean I hated that he had to go, but I was like okay, you know he kind of ser- served his purpose up to this point of pruning is permanent. But when I saw Loki, I'm like, well clearly pruning isn't permanent. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially what we got two more episodes left. Like <laughs> that kind of, like even yeah, when Mobius went, I was like, Oh man, I don't want to see him go. I was just really loving this character, especially within this episode. But yeah, I mean come on. You just prone Loki. Like yeah, <laughs> he's coming back. <laughs> well, we had our after credit scene there, right? And, yes. So um, we'll get into it. If you haven't seen it yet, make sure well, if you haven't seen it yet, you're watching this, you're kinda crazier than Loki himself. But uh, 
You get the I, I I was getting ready for this episode, and I asked Casali. I'm like, wait, was there a post credit scene? He goes, yes, and it, he watched me watching it, and it was, Live it was reaction. pretty incredible. It was oh, pretty it incredible, was so Micah. Great. That's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, and so the go ahead, me um, set it up for no, us. No, I got you. So um, we're watching, and I, I'm wondering if I should recognize the voice. It sounded kind of familiar, but then they flip the camera, and I described it as to Casali. I go. It looked like three really terrible costumes at a cosplay event for Loki. <laughs> and that was the signal, like, there are other Lokis. He got pruned into Lokiville. So really incredible and really opens up where this show can go with two episodes remaining. And obviously, the multiverse of madness while on its way. Yeah, and not even that, too. I mean, because one of the uh, one of the Lokis or whoever those characters are in the post credit scene was actually played by Richard E. Grant. Now, Richard E. Grant, he's been, you know, an actor. He's been in a bunch of things. But as far as Disney side goes, he was just he was one of the new generals in The Rise of Skywalker. So and, you know, I liked his portrayal in that movie. I thought I thought he did a pretty good job for what he had to do. Wait, was um, he the one they brought in to be like an actual Empire guy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he did a hell of a job. Yeah, he did a hell of a job. It's not his fault that they messed up the Huck storyline. That is not going to be job. He did a great job of being like an Empire dude. Like, I'm going to tow the company line and we're just going to do this for the Emperor. It was really great. But yeah, that's a classic cinema file, Casali file right there. By the way, folks, make sure you're following him on TikTok. You got those reviews after every movie comes out. But as we wind down here on what's Trainwreck watching, so much has happened. We are now two-thirds through the series. We got the penultimate episode coming up. Are you expecting crazy action or crazy storytelling in this fifth episode? I guess, you know, I mean, is it cheap to say a bit of both? I mean, even... I think that's the beauty, too, of these episodes is even the way they end. They end in a like a, like a finite way, but still give us so much more in, in the week ahead. So I, I don't even know what to expect. I mean... It, it looks like there's going to be some scenes that I remember seeing in the trailer that we're finally going to get to see. Like, you know, maybe Loki having a little bit more fun. We'll get to see who those characters were, whether they're different. Have we seen I, I was asking Casali this, Micah. Have we seen the Loki in the sweater with the horns, like kind of just like gallivanting around yet? We haven't seen that one yet, right? No. No, okay, we haven't so seen it yet. I can't wait to go to Lokiville next week. Yeah. Honestly, it's going to be incredible. <laughs> It's gonna be amazing, and just I want to see like that was the one little bit about that scene is that they're in New York of some destroyed version of New York. Like the back behind the Richard E. Grant Loki classic Loki version, there is Avengers Tower that looks absolutely destroyed. Okay, let's go. So, oh, wow. Now I'm really so, loving I didn't Loki. Even notice that. Yeah, wow. it's a, there's a destroyed like Stark Avengers Tower, whatever it is, and it, it looks like skyscrapers. Okay. And so is that where everybody is? Like, is that just where the Lokis end up? After, like, amazing. If you're a lot. Loki, you want a party at a, at a crushed <laughs> Avengers like HQ. Exactly. Sure. Oh, awesome. Well, hey, we've been partying here. Anything else, boys, before we wrap up uh, this What's Trainwreck watching Loki 4? Um, I, I'm interested just the, the fact that Black Widow comes out Friday too and we get the Loki episode yes. Wednesday to see if there's any kind of, I, I don't know what the correlation would be between the two, but it, it is the first time we've had a Marvel show come out the same week as obviously a Marvel release since they started coming out 
So who knows what that's going to look like. It's crazy, crazy Marvel week coming up ahead and just time in general. Crazy Marvel like year coming up. Yeah. But we've been yeah. talking about that. We've been very excited about that. What about you, Kasali? I mean, yeah, just to what, what Jake was saying. I mean, just to have a, a Marvel movie back in theaters, I think is just great. I mean, going back to the theaters now recently, um, I, I went last week to see the new Fast and Furious. And just, just to be sitting in a theater... It, just come on that's that's where i belong i'm so excited so i can't wait to see i mean we'll see i mean it looks like especially with what we got with wandavision and falcon and winter soldier it look i think they're staying away a little bit with the connectivity i mean we'll see how loki ends but i mean even with black widow i don't know as far as maybe they'll start connecting stuff or maybe we'll, we'll just see where everybody you know setting up little things i don't know just I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Just more in, the, in that regard, I was I was definitely somewhat expecting like a Doctor Strange thing when the when the SIF uh, well, timeline was there. I was expecting Dormammu to come out of nowhere trying to bargain. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I mean, I think Disney even last week they just like released like something saying that they changed like the ending of Wandavision and they put like a little little sliver of Doctor Strange in or something. We, I we have to do a breakdown that. of that because I saw one that said it was editing based on the cabin. I saw one that said yeah. it was Doctor Strange. I saw one that said it was Vision. We, I mean, it's just too much for me. It's yeah. too much. I, I get emotional overload. with my Marvel. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, what? What? Come on. So, uh, new Marvel. New Marvel, whether it's mm. this show every week or the movies, it's just we're back, baby. We're back in the MCU. We are back. Yes, yes. I in can't the MCU, wait. In theaters, I can't wait to see uh, Black Widow. I think it's absolutely going to knock it out of the yeah. park. I think you give Marvel an extra year plus to make any movie. I think everything is going to be tip e top. Speaking of tippy top, make sure you're following Trainwreck Sports on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, Facebook, MySpace, everything, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, big shout out to my co-host, the Micah Man, Casali Files. I am Maniac, where you're watching What's Trainwreck Watching, where we know it's all about three words. Next week's episode.